Hello and happy Tuesday. Happy last day or week of March. Um, I hope everybody has been very good to themselves. I hope that you have been patient with yourself and you choose to remain so. As circumstances are consistently changing and we are given many opportunities to evolve and better ourselves, even if we can't see it right away. Today, I want to talk about something kind of spiritual. Some people believe in it, some people don't. It's kind of like deja vu. Synchronicity, if anybody has heard of it. Synchronicity. It was a term coined by Carl Jung, who was an author and a psychologist. And by definition, it would mean a meaningful coincidence of two or more events where something other than possibility of chance is involved. So if you've ever had a moment where you were sitting doing something completely non-related, watching TV, reading a book, eating your breakfast, and all of a sudden you kind of get this thought in your mind about somebody that you haven't spoken to in a couple of years. I'm like, huh, idle thought. Nothing too important, nothing too specific. And then all of a sudden that person contacts you. A few days later, a few weeks later, a few hours later. To me, and this is, this is to say, you know, like I like to point out, I am not a psychologist, I'm not a professional. This is just a theory. But to me... I feel like things concerning synchronicities or deja vu or a sixth sense kind of opens up the question for the intricacies of our mind. I know I've spoken in the past about how little we know about what causes depression, something that we've known about for quite a while. And I know in that episode I mentioned how interesting the mind is. And, I, and I've had these conversations with people before. Our minds are incredibly complicated. It's running this complex system from head to toe, every second of the day. And sometimes it's kind of hard to believe that there isn't something beyond our base senses, right? Our sight, our touch, our smell, our hearing. Due to things like synchronicities. When we have things that happen 
And it gives us pause. It gives us that, aha, wait a second. It's interesting to stop and look at. You know, I'm in a very interesting stage in my life. And I've said that before because I can't stop thinking about how interesting of a phase I am at this moment in my life. I've never felt so simultaneously successful and unsuccessful in my entire life. It has always been very black and white. It is either I felt successful or I felt entirely unsuccessful. And right now, I feel like I'm stuck in between the center of it. Equally feeling successful and unsuccessful. And I feel equal parts of both in large quantities, like, holy shit, I am so not doing the biz right now. And then on the other hand, I'm just like, wow, I'm really, really doing the biz right now. (laughs) Because I'm in very unfamiliar territory. Unfamiliar to me at this stage in my mental development. At this stage in my mental development, this is very much foreign territory for me. Because I went from working, 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 nonstop working, working, going to school, working, 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 to just stopping. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I quit my corporate job. And I started a podcast. And I pursued my art. And then I was like, well, I kind of do need some money. So let me do some things to get some money. But I'm choosing things that aren't going to cause any kind of emotional distress for me. Because that happens, you know, when you're, when, when you are neglecting yourself in full-time or over full-time jobs. So I'm talking to you nurses, police officers, firemen, all of you public civil servants that work ungodly hours. When you work that much and you are neglecting yourself, right? You're neglecting your work-life balance and you find yourself in a stage where you are not living you're not living for yourself you are working and then that's it you get very antsy you get very unsatisfied and you don't really know where to go and then life hits you with synchronicities I always tell people I always tell people Anytime I have conversations with friends or family about life path issues or relationship issues or anything like that, I tell people to pay attention. Pay attention to the things that are going on around you. Pay attention to the small changes or things that gather your attention. And just kind of put it in the back of your mind. You know, I... I, I have often spoke about one of my favorite books, The Gift of Fear, 
by Gavin De Becker. And I don't want to highlight the the aspect of fear in this, but I want to draw on draw on it. Um because in the book, Gavin De Becker speaks about our receptors of gut reaction, gut feeling, and how oftentimes um women are more likely to use that terminology like it's just I have a feeling right as opposed to men and that oftentimes when women use the phrase you know I have a bad feeling it's oftentimes dismissed because women are considered more emotional now I want to blow that out of the water because statistically it was found in a study that was done that women are actually not more emotional than men even on their cycles and fluctuations of hormones they are not in any way, <laughs> substantially more emotional. So now that that's out of the way, because women are seen as these emotional, overly emotional creatures, right? Because we bring life into the world, because we bleed once a month, because, I don't know, because we got a pair of titties. I don't know. I'm just saying that oftentimes women's gut feeling is labeled as emotional and irrational. But in the book, Gavin De Becker highlights how those fear receptors, those gut reactions that we get are subconscious pings to our conscious mind to let us know that something doesn't fucking feel right. Or, hey, I noted this subconsciously. It looks like it's coming to fruition. Here you go. Here's this information. Do with it what you will. And I am of the the state of mind that our minds process things at a subconscious level that is greater than we know, than we realize when, when it comes to absorption of information. When we're discussing um, things like synchronicities or deja vu, our mind is, you know, we've all heard the term that our minds are kind of like supercomputers, right? It generates energy and, you know, it's consistently, every, every cell is talking to each other. So why would it be so far-fetched to imagine something like synchronicity or something like deja vu, something like psychics or something like people that have clairvoyance, right? That can hear things that aren't, you know, or see things that people usually can't see. And there's a lot about the mind that we don't know in terms of depression, in terms of anxiety, in terms of um, suicidal thoughts, in terms of violence, right? There's a lot that we don't really understand about the mind. So with that being said, is it really so far-fetched to imagine that our minds are capable of very interesting things ranging from clairvoyance to clairaudience to, you know, seeing the future, all that shit, right? I mean, I can't say whether or not it's true or not because there hasn't been any tangible proof, right? But when we, again, when we have things that happen, and we can't really explain it. It can't be explained away in a scientific form. It can't be written down in a thesis that makes sense to the Board of Education 
of the world. It's interesting to think about. About how our minds can perhaps subconsciously communicate to other minds. Like a fucking Bluetooth or Wi-Fi connection. From a certain distance. It's interesting to think about. And it's something that I've often thought about. And I feel like if I ever... I might. I don't know. I haven't decided if I want to get my PhD in psychology or not or go that far. But I feel like if I chose to and the time came to write a thesis, I would actually want to or or, um, or a dissertation, I would want to dive deeper into that theory of how our minds process things at a subconscious level and how deep that subconscious goes how strong is our subconscious mind and how far can it reach and I think overall it would be important in the long term to try to figure out the more pressing conundrum of things like depression and anxiety and PTSD and how we can better help people that are afflicted with those things. Because the mind, while brilliant, is incredibly fragile. And we have to hold on to it with care. And that's why I always say, you know, this podcast overall was started to help Bring people back to center. Bring people back to calm. In a world that does not promote calm or center. In environments where people are not used to being calm and center. The whole idea of the podcast was to promote healthy mental coping skills. And help to promote healthy investigation into why our minds might process things the way it does. And why we react in certain ways after that processing time, right? So there's a lot that goes into it. But it's something that I think that we should all be mindful of when something garners your attention, Something very random, flock of birds flying by, or a situation happening in front of you. Take note of the situation and how it makes you feel. Who you think of in that moment when that situation is presented to you, if you think of anyone, right? And write it down. I mean, you don't have to tell anybody about it. Write it down. And then if something happens, right, that you feel might be correlated, you have the date and you have the event, and you're just like, hey. Hey, hey, look at this. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> then it gives you, it gives you a, um, it gives you a good way to log your feelings. It gives you a good avenue to express how you're feeling in moments. And that's why I promote journaling so often. Because we, as quickly as we think of things, it's put out of our mind. A lot of the times. And 
again, another defense mechanism of the mind. If it's something traumatic or something tied to trauma, your mind might push it out of your mind intentionally to help keep you from experiencing large amounts of distress that could cause large amounts of damage to you. Write things down. Process the things that you're feeling. Pay attention to the world around you. We are too used to disconnecting and disassociating. And while it can help and while it's a useful defense mechanism, it's important to try to tackle the things that are plaguing your life so that you can move forward. So that you can garner a greater understanding of how you interact with people and how you want people to interact with you. Other than that, I think that's, I think we can stop from here. I, I think I'm going to get off my, uh, my little soapy soapbox. I hope everybody has an amazing rest of your week and weekend. And don't worry to all my Californians that are being drowned by all the rain here. We're hopefully soon out of it. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Uh, my body's ready for summer. I, I'm ready to get sunburned and, you know, go do things of a warm, summery nature and cause irreparable damage to my dermis. Hee 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 hee. All right, guys. I love you so much. Bye-bye now. Some people get their kicks stopping on a dream. But I don't let it, let it get me down. Cause this fine old world, it keeps spinning around. I've been a puppet, a puppet.